Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. In Acts chapter 4, in verse 33, the Bible says, you know, that with great power, Acts chapter 4, verse 33, everybody read it with me, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. They, the way, you see, the power of God that is manifest in our lives and through us is the witness, is the evidence of the resurrection that took place 2,000 years, the historical fact of the resurrection that took place two, over two, uh, about 2,000 years ago, that we were not even, we were not even born. But every, every human being that believes in Jesus is immersed. That's what's called baptism. He's baptized into the body of Christ. He's injected, if you like it, you know, immersed. He's grafted is another word we can use. He's grafted into the body of Christ. And instantly when that thing happens, that resurrection life that is already in Christ, the vine, goes into that branch. And it creates this new creature gets them born again, changes their character, and you begin to see the evidence of the resurrection in their lives. That's why the resurrection is the very heart of Christianity. No resurrection, no Christianity. Having said that, let's get to what we want to talk about today. How then do we today manifest resurrection power in our souls and our bodies I want to make a distinction between the soul and the body. Man is a spirit. My physical body is the clothing of my spirit. We have an illustration because of time. I don't want to turn there. I might if the Holy Spirit tells me to. But for now, I won't. You know, the, my body clothes my spirit. Just like my, this suit, this jacket I'm wearing and the trousers I'm wearing now are in the shape of my physical body. They're the clothing I'm wearing right now, the shirt that is under it. In the same way, my physical body is the clothing of my spirit. So my spirit has a head, has fingers, has, you know, my, my, my spirit is the substance. My body is the shadow, or let put it the way somebody else put it. You know, my spirit is the hand, my body is the glove. You know, if you buy a pair of gloves... All, it has all the things for your fingers. So when you put your fingers into the glove, your finger fits or fills the glove. In the same way, your spirit is the, is the hand. Your body is just a glove. It's just something that God puts around so that you can exist on this earth. So you can, you know, operate in this earth. Kenneth Copeland called it your earth suit. You know, if, you're in, if you go to outer space, you know, you see the astronauts. You know, they go with... This, you see all this Apollo 11 and Apollo 13. You see them in all these spacesuits, and they have something with oxygen. That's how they can walk around on the moon and do all of that. They, they can't go there with their physical body without that suit. So you're, you, you cannot walk around on this earth without that body. Your, your physical body is the one that takes in the oxygen, brings out the carbon dioxide, digests the food, so, you know, gives energy to your physical body. You, you know, if, if anything bad, God forbid, happens to that physical body, your spirit will immediately eject. 
And I met you. I remember when we were kids. Pastor Wally will remember this. You know, um, uh, James Bond. <laughs> you know, it's fiction, of course. You know, but it's, it's the reality of it. Even in the, you know, the, the, you know, he has, he has a car. He had a car. You know, an Aston Martin. And he can press a button, and when he presses the button, the roof will open, and he will eject out. They have that today, even in aeroplanes. You know, in these warplanes, if a, if a pilot is, if, if they shoot his plane down or shoot the engine, the pilot can eject. There's a button he can press, and the uh, the, the the roof of his uh, of his, of the aircraft will open, and he will be ejected. God forbid, if that's why if you're shot, God forbid you will not be shot, you know, or you're killed in any way, and your physical body stops functioning, immediately your spirit is ejected. It, and it flies straight to heaven if it's born again. If it's not born again, it flies straight to hell. There's no in-between. Forget purgatory. It doesn't exist. It is a lie. Are you listening to me? These are realities. You know religion. Now, your soul, like I explained earlier on, is clothed by your brain. Is a, your, your spirit and your soul is like, is like one building having two rooms. The room up here is your soul that is clothed by your brain. All the rest down here is your spirit. There is a demarcation between your spirit or a wall, if you like, between your spirit and your soul. Watch this. I've never said this before, even though it's obvious. But all the years I've been teaching this, I've never said it. And the Holy Spirit just reminded me, as I said, and I've told you, you have to tell them this. Watch this. The sin, this, the divine nature is in your spirit and all that. But it, up here, your soul has the sin, still has the sin nature in it. That's what affects your mind, your will, and your emotions and makes you behave like the devil, even though you're a child of God. Galatians chapter 5, the flesh, the sin nature in your flesh is in conflict with the divine nature in your spirit. So that the one you want to do, you don't do. The one you don't want to do is the one you do. All of us have experienced that. It's because of the sin nature inside the soul. Now, watch this. God has so designed the system. Ah, give the Lord a clap offering somebody. You're going to give him two clap offerings. The first one, and now you give him the second one. You know the way, you know the way God designed the system? The sin nature that is inside the soul cannot go into the spirit. God has blocked it permanently. But the divine nature in the spirit can go into the soul. Ah, glory to God! It's, it's only a one-way traffic. Sin cannot come from the soul to the spirit. But life can come from the spirit to the soul. And then from your soul, life can enter your physical body. Now, how is the life of God manifest? Let's deal with the soul first. It, you, your soul has three compartments or three parts. I won't call your will a compartment. Your will is like a door. Your mind is a compartment. Your emotions are a compartment. And they're, co they're connected to your physical body. Now, this is what happens. When you get born again and the divine nature comes into your spirit and your will becomes humble, more humble, it opens the door to the divine nature that is in the spirit so it can travel 
it can move in, we, in physics, we will say it diffuses. You know, it, like a gas. It, 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 can, it just goes and it goes through the will and it enters into the mind, you know, and then into the emotions. So, for you to begin to experience resurrection life and power, let's keep it simple. Your will needs to become more and more humble. That's why we pray for humility every day. More humility. Then your mind becomes more enlightened with revelation knowledge. And it actually begins to give you the supernatural ability of the mind of Christ. Incredible photographic memory. Incredible language learning ability. Incredible artistic ability. Incredible musical ability. Incredible mathematical and calculational ability. These are not pie in the sky. They, they're, they're, autistic, they're autistic savants, men on the earth today who are exhibiting these things, but they have a downside because of sin. They're autistic, so they have all kinds of you know, um, 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 weird behaviors, you know, and that's because of the sin nature. But ordinarily, you know, the, those, that potential is inside the human brain. It's there. Scientists is documented. This is scientific fact. The, 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 the human brain is capable of absolutely recollecting everything it reads and sees and store it permanently. I didn't say temporarily. Permanently. You know what happens when you make a photocopy? Every, everybody here has used a photocopy machine before or a scanner. What actually happens is that you put the original document face down. Then you close the lid of the photocopy machine or the scanner. Then you press a button. If you observe, you will see that it is light. You will see a light beam go across the document. What it actually does is that it takes a photograph of that document and it dumps it in the computer memory. It is there forever. You can make a million copies. When the life of God, when the life of God enters into the mind in sufficient measure, it will be like that light of the photocopying machine. Any information you see through these physical eyes, immediately you see it, your, your, your mind will take a picture of it and dump it in your memory forever. So whenever you want to, you can easily recollect. How could Adam name all the animals? Have you ever thought about it? This is it. This is the mechanism. Because he became a living soul. Is that God breathed into Adam the breath of life. And he became a living, the life of God that came from God. Because Adam did, you know, he, was, he wasn't born. He was created a, a full grown man, you know. And God breathed into him the breath of life. Immediately the life of God came into him. The Bible says he became a living soul. Or the life of God entered his soul. So Adam had this incredible photographic memory. So they brought the animal and said, whatever Adam named them, that's the name. Anybody here who has done any bit of zoology, botany, or anatomy will tell you, you know, how many hours they used to sweat. To try and cram the name of all the animals. You know, when you get to the insect kingdom, it's a completely different ball game. Millions and millions and millions and millions of animals. 
you know, insects at different levels. You know, you've got the, you've got, you've got uh, the, 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 the frogs, you know, you've got different kinds of animals. You know, the carnivores, the ones that are all kinds of different ones. Even among the lions, or what we call the cats, the big cats, you've got the lion, you've got the tiger, you've got the cheetah, you've got the leopard, all different. Adam named everything. Give Adam a clap offering. Adam is in heaven. Is that photographic memory? Then the, automatically it brings all the other things the language learning ability, the artistic ability, the calculational ability, the musical ability, all of that is in there. These things are ahead of us spiritually. But you see, these are the things. This was in the life of God made manifest. But it doesn't stop there. It then moves. It, the life of God can move into the physical body. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. We're very familiar with that scripture here. If you're not, you know, it's put on the screen. You know, it, the life of God will enter your physical body. We already have a little bit of it. That's why we can speak in tongues when we like. It's the life of God being made manifest. But it's it, it now going to spread to the life of God into the physical body. It will bring healing and health. But it won't stop there. It will reverse aging so that your youth will be renewed. Oh, It's reality, folks. No religion. Your youth will be renewed like the eagles, but it doesn't stop there. Hallelujah, mommy. You know where it goes to? The light, that same life of God that in your physical body will now move into the air around you and create a force field of life. So that anybody who comes under the influence of your shadow, we saw it in the Acts of the Apostles. No prayer. The life of God, because anything in, within your sphere of influence, you be, you, you're carrying that thing around with you. Glory be to God, Pastor Boyga. Hallelujah. Amen. And people just be getting healed. That's what happened in the ministry of Jesus. The Bible says, and virtue went out of him and healed them all. The church has not scratched the surface of what the resurrection life and power of God should be doing inside us. And when it is, all these things are spoken about, when, when they're in operation, the world will know Jesus was raised from the dead. How will they know? Through you. Through you and me. They'll say, uh -huh, truly, Jesus was raised from the dead. Because this man or this woman, I just came near them and I got healed. They brought a dead body, you know. He didn't even, he didn't even know that there was a dead body there. He just passed by and the coffin opened. Glory be to God. That is resurrection manifesting. It's there already. We already have it. It's in a measure. But it's not in sufficient measure. And I'm going to give you in a minute. I got fresh revelation from heaven. Some of it was tapped, was topped up in the office this morning. Some of it I got in the last few days. Then some of it was topped up just when I was praying this morning. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, that's why your early morning prayer is very important. So don't think you already prayed. He said, if you didn't pray this morning, you wouldn't have gotten that one. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> now, watch this. And by the time I finish, your mind will be blown. Trust me. Let, let me correct that. Your mind will be more enlightened. 
there's a lot of cloud and cobweb. You know, so I say, don't brainwash me. That's exactly what your brain needs, washing. <laughs> With the washing of water by the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your brain needs to be washed. There's a lot of dirt in there. Hello, somebody. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm about to take off. Glory be to God. Amen. Now watch this, guys. <clears throat> yeah, there we go. Let, 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 so I've told you in a nutshell, just in a summary, what resurrection life and power manifested is there already. But the measure in most of us is so small. It's in our spirit. Very little of it is in our soul. Very little of it is in our mind. Very little of it is in our emotion. That's why you find Christians behaving like the devil. You find many Christians, they're dominated by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because the sin nature is dominating the soul. The divine nature that is from the spirit is coming in, but many times it's coming in a very small measure without sufficient volume and force. Because sin nature, you have to drive it out with, with force. That's the reason for groanings. I'm praying in tongues. I'm getting ahead of myself. Because you see, it is when you groan, you are actually injecting. A, a, another word, they didn't have pumps in those days. Pumps hadn't been invented. So the Lord just used the word spring. But it's the same, it's the same principle. You know, you pump the power of God, that resurrection from your innermost being here, you pump it when you pray, then it goes through that door of your will that is open with great volume and great force into your soul and it drives out the sin nature. Hallelujah. Watch this. It drives out the darkness and it causes light to come to your mind. You read the Bible and say, is this the same Bible I've been reading? And it doesn't stop there. It, 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 without force, it goes and enters the physical body and drives out sickness. Drives out uh, weakness. Drives out, you know, uh, 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 death and the death-long aging process. You know, it's not man, death is not natural to man. We were not made to die. That's why we, all of us don't like death. Have you, know, have you heard this phrase, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die? <laughs> it's the truth. You know why? It's alien to us. We were not created to die. We were created to live forever. Adam was created eternal. It was when he sinned that death came in that he died. Watch this. Blow your mind. It took his body 900 years to learn to die. Because it was functioning the way God, God, God created it. The life of God was there. So even after they sinned, God said in the day you sin, you will die. You know, what went on was the light. So God had to close them with something. But inside their physical bodies, all the hormones and all the chemicals and all the biochemistry and all that was working optimally. It didn't know how to die. So it took 900 years. Adam lived for about 930 Methuselah 969, you know, those early patriarchs, the first generation of the patriarchs, majority of them lived over 900 years. Because the life of God was in their physical bodies. 
Now we have to relearn the process. We are going to re-engineer the process. Glory be to God. Amen. So that the life of God now come into our physical body and it will reverse the aging process. So they'll see you look like me, for example, and, and my wife, but to the glory of God. They'll be like, ah, see people are, in Moe's wedding, they will say, which is the bride, which is the mother? <laughs> True. They will say, ah, somebody saw uh, m- m- my wife pass. Is that, uh, you know, is that Moe? <laughs> I said, no, it's not Moe, it's Bomi. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's a true story, true story. You know, you can, you can, you, it's, it's there. So when you're 100 years old, you look as if you're 30. People won't be able to tell the difference. No, when, when we tell people who are, what our age is, people say, ah, are you sure? I say, yes, I say, I'm, I'm 64 this year. So what? <laughs> and it's going to get better. We're dealing with principles, folks. We're dealing with reality. Forget religion. Are you listening to me? Right. So, this is what the, the, the resurrection life being made manifest in our bodies. Now, how do we get this? You know, it will help us to deliver creation from the bondage of corruption. Everything around us is being corrupted by spiritual death. But because we have life in us, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death. And we can then transmit that life into the creation around us. We get the sick healed. We get the, 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 the oppressed delivered. You know, we get the uh, 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 ignorant enlightened. We begin to, you know, the whole creation is waiting for us. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, there are four things you need to do, you know. I mentioned this on Wednesday. You know, I spoke by the grace and the mercy of God, by revelation on Wednesday. Most of what I preached on Wednesday was not in my notes. I preached a little from my notes, but most of it was it's just flowing. And, and there was a reason because there was, a, there, was, there was something God was doing. But that's personal between me and God. But let me tell you, there are these four things. And this is not just for Ulubi Johnson. It's not scripture pastor. It's not Kenneth Hagan. It's not E.W. Kenyon. It's not John Wesley. It goes right back to Jesus. And it was delivered to the Apostle Paul by revelation. And God had Paul write it down in the epistles. If you don't follow this path, you will not grow spiritually. And you will not be able to manifest resurrection power. You go to heaven, oh. But you will suffer the loss of the experience of manifesting resurrection life and power. And they are these. Number one, the daily decision to suffer self-denial by practicing love. I was looking at my Bible. I said, you know this love thing is self-denial? I've always, I've known self, you know, we talk about self now because you fast, you pray, you, 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 you know, spend time, get up early in the morning, you know, get up five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, you know, and all that is self-denial, you know, and it takes spiritual power to do it. But the real root of self-denial is love. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Am I talking to anybody here? Oh, glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Glory be to God. Today is Easter. 
there's no three hours after, so you're gonna have plenty of time. Amen. To eat rice and everything, but read this one, the spiritual rice first. It's nicer than the one you're going to eat at home. Trust me. Amen. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and they are dead. But I give you the true manna that comes from heaven, which a man will eat and he will not die. Thank you. One person said, I receive it in Jesus' name. Uh -huh. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, I'm going to look at it in, in the Amplified Bible. This is where I learned it from. I learned it from Kenneth Hagin. You know, and I, I began to practice this thing my first year as a Christian. I didn't know what I was doing, but now looking back, I know I was unconsciously being led by the Holy Spirit into these paths of life. The Bible talks about the path of life. There is a path of life. The, this number one, walking the daily, and you see, people, every Christian believes in love. Most born again, spiritual Christians today will tell you, oh, first Corinthians, I should walk alone. But they don't practice it daily. The key word there is the daily. Then you must say it with your mouth. Determine it in your heart. Then practice it in your life. Daily. Daily. But quickly look at this. It says, love endures long. I didn't hear you. And he's patient and kind. Do you know you have to deny yourself to do that? When somebody has done something they shouldn't do or behave in a way, you know, but you're still kind to them even though you, you know that they don't deserve it. So what are you doing? You deny yourself the indulgence of yielding to your own emotions. Love is self-denial. Are you listening to me? It's not envious. Doesn't bother with jealousy. The same thing. You see somebody wearing a nicer dress than you, or is having a nicer car than you, or living in a better house than you, and that envy thing wants to come, and then you just deny it, and say, "God bless that person even more." Wow, love is self-denial in action. I, I don't want to read everything because of time, but there was one there was particular verses God, you know, uh, um, um, uh highlighted to me uh it's verse it's verse five verse four is the one we start with it's not boastful of vainglory you know many times you want to show off you you want to tell people what you have and everything but self-denial you deny yourself that say love is it's not it's not it's, it's not boastful you could say it but you choose not to say it you deny yourself watch this that vain human glory because human glory is vain. It will fade. So you deny yourself. Hmm. What God was showing me is that it does not display itself haughtily. It's not conceited. Now this is the verse he gave me. It's not arrogant on flair with pride. It is not rude on mannerly and doesn't act unbecomingly. You deny yourself. Even, even when you know it's your right. You deny yourself. And I'm not going to act like that. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to act unbecomingly. You know, love, God's love in us does not insist, this one is obvious, on its own right or its own way. Self-denial. It's my right, it's my way, but I won't insist on it. Look at the next one. It's not self-seeking. See, self-denial. 
It's not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. I could go on and on, but let me just leave it like that. Number one, it should be a daily thing. And it's already in all our prayers and books. If you have our app, it's there. You know, I love God more with all my heart. Then all this love is all there. But the key to it is the decision to say it with your mouth, determine your heart, and practice it daily. I think that's where people miss it. People don't do it. Some people don't do it daily. Don't do it today, then they won't do it for three weeks. Then when you hear a tough message like this, they will go back, repent, do it for two or three days, and then go back to their old ways. Did I hit anybody's? It's as if I read somebody's mail. The Holy Ghost is the one who said all those things. You know, it's the truth. You know? Don't neglect it all. It's daily. So it, acts, it, it causes you to be more humble every day. You know, it causes you to, to deny yourself every day, you know, and all of that. Okay, number two, Pauline prayers. Pauline prayers. I call them Pauline prayers. These, these are... Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.